agree. Whether or not you agree, if you agree, then fucking speak up about it. If you have enough balls to tell Rue, then tell Sophie to her goddamn face. Okay, so, wait, 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 I'm not liking that energy at all. Instead of asking everybody else and then going off about some shit that you don't know nothing about. It's not that I don't know nothing about it. I've heard it from half y'all anyway, so. I am shook that Evie has come for me. She messed with the absolute wrong bitch. The bitch in the room that you don't mess with and don't fuck with is me. Put that shit on nice. Girl, you better put your own self on ice. Better focus on this goddamn challenge. Oh, I'm focused, boo. Your makeup says otherwise. Ooh. Girl. Not only does she attack me, she attacks my makeup. Now, bitch. Girl, Miss Edie, look at yourself and then ask, say whose makeup is doing what. Right, you need to focus. Bitch, you are sitting over there rubbing gray paint on your face. Uh, have you ever seen somebody finger paint with their feet? That's Evie's mug. Focus on that blending, boo. Bitch, I don't know what focus you're talking about. She's gorgeous. No, bitch. You could never. A girl that looks like you, smells like you, acts like you. No, ma'am. An ugly girl can never come for a pretty girl. No, it's an ugly bitch like you crawling out of the swamp to come for me. Mm-mm, girl, I'm over it. So I feel like in some ways this fight, it almost feels like a quintessential drag race workroom fight. Completely. To the point that it's almost like, it almost doesn't even feel like a real scene, but just like an example of interactions in the workroom. Shade. <laughs> Examples of using the shade button, you know? Um, right, right. I, I feel like being in half drag is kind of now a, a staple of having a fight on Drag Race. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I feel like uh, Coco's look how orange you, or the look how orange you look, I'm not joking, bitch, yeah. kind of like set right. the tone. Granted, yeah. queens were fighting in half makeup before that, but like when it got real galvanized was... Totally. And and in All Stars 4, we had Gia and uh, uh, Farah having that fight in half drag. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it's all fabulous. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I kind of love the idea of like, and I, I'm sure we see the queens equally in drag, out of drag, half drag. But I love that there's a stage of the of the show in which we're seeing them in half drag. You know, like I love oh, that yeah. that you see yes. that that drag is not just going from like you know streetwear to runway look. Right. It's very Project Runway. This is kind of like one of the reasons why the show was so groundbreaking was that it showed these artists being artists in a mirror. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and like and the yeah. work that it takes. But of course. Uh, it's not just about the work. It's about, you know, it's about throw- the, work. the work. It's about, you know, fix your hair, fix your mug, you know? <laughs> I have to say, I, um, while this fight was like a fight and maybe it was charged, uh, there's something that, you know, it, it, it's kind of a throwback. It's kind of like, okay, I'm I'm here with my popcorn. This is entertaining. I don't feel uncomfortable. I don't feel unsafe. I don't feel like this is too big. Like I feel like they're fighting, and it's like, ooh, ooh, yeah, oh no. yeah, you know, one of those things. Yeah, the bumper car is never gonna get pushed out of the bumper car <laughs> ring. You know, it, it's never. You're never gonna. I think that happens in The Simpsons. Doesn't it happen there somewhere where somebody is like in bumper cars and they get like knocked out of the? Well, like, like, yeah. I mean that that makes sense to me in like the video game. You know, yeah. like, one of the bumper cars comes out and then attacks your character. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of, now it feels like hungry, hungry hippos, which is also kind of what the workroom is like. Um, <laughs> kind but, of the same thing. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is that like what we're seeing to your point, like what we're seeing in the workroom right now feels like 
quintessential like comfortable like drag race within its lane um in, a, in like kind of the lane it's established over the past 11 seasons but then when we jump to untucked the way that like that that fight finishes with evie just being like no i'm sorry you're right i'm sorry and i'm not trying to be like that anymore i'm trying i'm trying to not do that anymore that was like oh now it's 2019. Now we're season 11. Now we are, whether this is like post-social media, post-Trump, post-whatever, we're in a different time where like you've got to get to that apology and you can't just like revel in the, in the, in the bitchery, you know? Oh, sure, sure. I also, I also feel like the storylines are stronger. So they're like, you need to wrap this up. Yep. Okay, we're going to wrap it up in Untucked. Right. And that's where that's where we're going to see the resolution. When maybe it was resolved at some other point, who knows? Um, I don't think it necessarily was. Do I think that Raja was that upset? No, I don't think she was that upset. Uh, do I think Evie was that upset? No, I don't think she was that upset. I think, you know, obviously the camera rolls and then the girls walk into the workroom and they're on, you know, and yeah. it's, it's one of those things. But I just, I mean, some of these quotes were fabulous from Raja when she's like, uh, she says, she attacked my makeup. No bitch. It was like, and Oh, 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 finger paint. Uh, you ever see what it looks like to finger paint with, uh, with your feet. That's Evie's mug. <laughs> It just feels so like I feel like I'm watching season three. I mean, it's, it's just like fabulous. which Raja is this? Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just so she's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she looks gorgeous. Yeah, um, and it's so funny because it's it's also somewhat reminiscent of like season four, like Fifi and Sharon. You know, um, in a way that was I feel like that was across the workroom and Fifi like. Talk about a best supporting actress. Like, Fifi, go back to Party City where you belong. Like, girl, the goop. Yep, that was her, like, Nurse Ratchet, uh, what's her name, uh, Louise Fletcher moment from uh, What Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Like, that was her, like, big Oscar <laughs> moment. Though, I guess I don't mean so much that their fight was as big, but I think it was, and Fifi even, like, tweeted about this, like, this whole thing about, like, pretty girls are always going to be the ugly, ugly girls. She's like, girl, I tried this, like, Five six years ago, and it didn't work. You know, the ugly girl oh, won. So right, 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 right. Th that was uh, last season, right? Wasn't it? When she oh, Gia says that, doesn't she? In uh, All Stars, somebody says like, "Oh, I tried to come, it doesn't work." Who says that? Oh, um, it was a returning queen that talked about it and was like giving advice. Maybe it was season ten. I don't remember. I don't but oh this, fuck, we're terrible. Yeah, I just know that here, like, yeah, Fifi was like, I tried to do this whole like. You know, oh Manila, Manila says it. Manila says it with the boogers right. and the heathers. That's what it was. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it didn't really work out. Yeah, yeah. Gia, it doesn't work. It yeah, doesn't it doesn't work. work. When you do yeah, this. yeah. Um, <laughs> so I appreciate, like, you know, it's funny. Uh, it makes me think of Derek Barry in this episode, but Fifi kind of having a tweet like that. It's that idea that like you have to, you drag race girls who stumble in their seasons in one way or the other they have to be valerie cherish in season two of the comeback and they have to realize they were playing a character and then right. they have to be in on it and they have to play that joke even if they're not even, even if, if they hate yeah, it. yeah which i think you know brings up a really uh i mean i don't know how much it's gonna stick but is mercedes iman diamonds going to embrace opulence or right. is she going to just you know drive Feel off you know yeah I, people keep t uh tweeting at her you know, even drag race girls are just like tweeting at her opulence and, you know, she responds like heart, heart, heart. Like, I feel like it's a it's a sense of support. Yeah. It's kind of like, hey, 
lighten up. It's okay. It's okay. This is good. Mm -hmm. This is good. You have like a thing. There's a thing now. You have a thing. You You have a thing and you cannot. You have a thing. You can't. Some girls don't have things. Yeah. Uh, Well, you know, some girls do have things, Colin. Some some (laughs) girls, you know, some girls have something extra. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, I, 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 watching it again, I was kind of trying to figure out like, the issue is not, I'm in my opinion, and I think a lot of people's opinion, the issue is not that she's saying the word wrong because... Oh, we're talking about Mercedes now. Yeah, right. and I know yeah. we'll get into it and we can dive into the episode, but like kind of a jump in, like a, a teaser of that is I feel like so many queens with strong accents have made it work. Yada Sophia is really the perfect example of like, it's not so much about like perfect pronunciation because like how many queens had that and it wasn't good. It's right. the energy behind it. And I think Mercedes just, she didn't have any fire behind it. She- oh, completely. But you know what? And I think this was fair because I agreed with this. And then I saw other people tweeting about this. Uh, and I think we had an email about it. Um, it wasn't Mercedes' uh, accent that, or even the mispronunciation that Michelle should have been helping her with. Yeah. Michelle should have been like, hey, pep it up. Right. Like, Yo, bring yourself up. Right. Instead of focusing like, no, own own say it with me like she's talking to rupaul yeah rupaul can't pronounce something my fair mercedes yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) oh mercedes do little yeah mercedes Mercedes do more yeah mercedes do more (laughs) do something mercedes do something (laughs) No, but honestly, uh, but that was that was the thing here. Like she, she kept focusing on that one thing. But like, I honestly, I didn't care. Opulence, like it's it's an iconic moment now. Yeah, thanks to Mercedes, thanks to a shortcoming. And yeah, I always talk about like Bob Ross. Bob Ross always talked about like happy accidents. It's like here's a happy accident. Like, you know, you you mispronounce a word. Okay. Keep pronouncing the word that way. Yeah. You know? Get the phrase wrong. Because not to, not for nothing, you earn everything is just as empowering as you own everything. And, and you know, I agree with that. Yes, and that entire script made, like, not much sense anyway. <laughs> so you might as well just make it your own. Yeah, that, why not? That it moment. Was energy. It was the energy. It was the energy. Sure. That moment yeah. was so strange. It was like it didn't really matter what they were saying. Um, oh, no, no. Yeah. They could have literally been reading a grocery list. Yeah. And that would have been just as fucking. Fabulous. Yeah, olive oil, <laughs> cheese, and paper towels. You scan everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you have a rewards card? <laughs> bump, 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 bump. <laughs> Debit or <credit>. right. <laughs> Do you need help paper out to these with your car? <laughs> yeah, paper or plastic. <laughs> Creamy or crunchy. (laughs) (laughs) This coupon has expired. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, anyway, yeah. No, a fabulous moment that obviously I think could have used better coaching, but they decided to lean in on the pronunciation. And I think had Michelle kind of had a little bit more foresight, she probably would have seen, oh, actually, her mispronouncing it is absolutely fucking fabulous. Right, right, you exactly. Know? Yeah, like, And, like, showing her own shine, you know? It's like, okay, well, let me help let me help her bring up her shine so she's not worried about the words and the pronunciation. Imagine if a queen who has an accent is not worrying about her accent and 
only just bringing through her personality, then it doesn't matter. Then it yeah. absolutely doesn't matter. And I, I again, I think Yara Sophia is a perfect example of that. I think, oh, that yeah. she, I think she's like, yep. Yeah, well, you're you're gonna just have to learn my language and my interpretation right. of this. Jessica Wilde is another perfect. Yeah, because this is what it. I'm doing, and I think yeah. that's, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think that dovetails into kind of like Silky and her big straw, and like that thing that RuPaul loves of like being unabashedly yourself. Oh, there were so many little chicken nuggets in this episode about how much RuPaul fucking loves Silky, like loves her. Chicken nuggets big- or chicken wings. Cause she's always singing about chicken wings. <laughs> oh, she's always singing about them. Chicken wings. It's just like, I don't know everyone just doing her makeup. She's like, Chicka wangs. I, I mean, just, I mean, is it that far off from you know any other thing that I want? I don't know. I'm oh, always thinking, thinking oh, about peanut butter. That I'm doesn't about that doesn't bother me at all. I feel like this is a thing gays do. You're just hanging out. You're doing your thing. I do this with Marco all the time. I'm just doing the dishes, and I'm just like chicka wangs. Yeah, it, I, I'm sure you do. I get I mean, it. I'm you know I'm I'm doing my hair in the morning with what little hair I have left, and I'm like. Opulence, you earn everything. <laughs> and Ella's just sitting there like, mm-hmm. 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 Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, with that, Mary, uh, you know, ugly girls, pretty girls, no matter what you are, you can come for anybody if you want to. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you hit the right spot, sure. That's right. Um, <laughs> let's I'll come. Jump, yeah. Uh, let's jump into this episode, though. Yeah. And tell our Marys what they're listening to. Well, they are, of course listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary. All Right, Mary, uh, which is, of, our, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little beauty beauty TV show. I'm Johnny. And I am Colin. Yes, and uh, Yes, I am. And I own and earn <laughs> many things. Um, stop and shop. You <laughs> bought everything. <laughs> Uh, and this week we are, of course, continuing our recap of season 11 with the mm. second episode, Good God, Girl, Get Out. Oh, I have to say it differently because I love how RuPaul says it. Good God, Girl, Get Out! Get out! <laughs> get out of here! <laughs> get out of here! Get out of here! Oh, I love it. Get out! Oh, fabulous. So, obviously, um, I, I don't know if we need to do, like, play-by-play here. There's just some really cute little moments obviously nina west the way she says taint like she's never said it before was adorable yeah it was like (laughs) you and i both know miss west that you've gone south before you know (laughs) what a taint is um yeah i uh i took down the note that don't ever say cyst in mama rue's presence which i guess is just like a thing worth remembering who thought we'd ever have to consider that um don't say cyst (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Resist. Resist the cyst. Ain't no cyst. Uh, um, what did you think about Brooklyn Heights celebrating oh. here? Not only did I survive the first elimination, <laughs> I thrived the first elimination. Z snap. Oh, it was, it was like, mom, you know? <laughs> it was just so like, uh, like at some point. That, Maeve. Yeah, Maeve. <laughs> Like that, it was something about that moment where it was like, 
you know, like when you're sleeping with somebody and like it's all hot and good and then you see like you see the spot on the bread, you know, like you see, oh, that's the thing. That's the thing that I was trying to find. That was you were super hot. And now I figured out what what your like weird, mushy underbelly truth is. There it is. <laughs> It was that moment. Right, right. The cyst, if you will. It was the um, cyst. That was her cyst. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. You know, there was uh, there was this. I feel like the producers are telling all these girls, like, come on, up it up, up it up. You're on TV. And obviously a Canadian, a sweet, you know, polite Canadian. It's like, all right. Oh, I have to I have to be arrogant about my win. Oh, OK. So she's like, you know fake twerking it me like i'm going to paris we go you know right uh, and it's this whole thing um whole thing speaking of holes i loved i loved when brooklyn heights was like oh well actually to scarlet envy i you know i, I looking at your dress like i see tons of holes and i'm like girl i want to see tons of holes it's yeah. not always a bad thing on a saturday night you know what i mean right? <laughs> yeah you know brooklyn's walked into a room before and said oh i see a lot of holes here <laughs> There I am pushing girls out of the way. I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm pushing girls out. I want to see. I want to see. I want to see. <laughs> Putting a snorkel on. Yeah. Swan diving in. It's like crowd surfing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but so uh, it, it brings us to this quote, which I just think is fabulous. Um when you feel your own oats so hard, you forget that other oats are there. Uh, <laughs> there are other oats. <laughs> it's very much like a plane that's trying to land, and it's it was very Candy Ho in a way. It was like, girl, here right? We go. Yeah, it was trying to land in the cornfield. It was like you know, there's Some, yeah, yeah. W- when there's oats, you you forget there's other oats, and you <laughs> underestimate the oats, and so you have to cross the road with other oats, oats to see if there's any wheat or grains to say or hi to the oats and when you say nothing of o- thins and oatmeal <laughs> uh, sometimes the steel cut oats are bullying the non-steel cut oats and you forget that there are other oats there yeah. it, was, it was all like okay alright I get what yeah. you're saying I also want to say here's Gia Gunn's legacy again again right Oats, Oats is now like a part of gay culture. You know what I mean? Or at least drag yeah. culture. I mean, she certainly brought that expression into, you know, the paradigm that RuPaul created. Like, you get to I feel thi- your own oats, right? Instead yeah. of, well, the, the phrase is like sowing your wild oats, right? Like, I mean, feel your oats is an expression, but oh, like, she, okay. like she definitely like, you know, got it to, you know, she got a platform for it and she, she said it the right way and she, you know, used it the right way. Uh, and I think it just goes back to that idea of like, this is a queen who has never won a challenge, who has never, you know, has been known as being a villain or is not being very good. And she is, you know, a phenomenon, you know, like she mm-hmm. still is relevant on seasons that she has nothing to do with. Right. Absolutely nothing to do with. Uh, yeah. Which I think is fabulous. Um, so, I want to move on to the next day. Do you have anything before the next day? No, I mean, I think the act one gun was Brooklyn's uh, oh, confidence. But I yes. feel like that ended up just kind of being like, I think that's a longer story, you know? Oh, for sure. I Yeah. And uh, I mean, I liked, obviously, Scarlett's talking head here 
was a prerequisite to the big mistake moment that happens later, which I thought was fabulous. Her Julia Roberts quote. Oh, yeah. You know, the first time I watched that, I thought you said, I'm Julie Roberts. And it was just like, <laughs> it was like, it was so funny to me. It was like Roger's earring falling off. It was like, girl, I'm Julie Roberts. I'm it's Julie like, Roberts. I, but you know what? I would call, I would call Julia Roberts, Julie Roberts in the Julie same way Roberts. that I call Cameron Diaz, Cammy D, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah, but Julie you know, Roberts. I'm Julie Roberts, <laughs> Julie Roberts. Uh, so uh, the next day in the workroom, um, I just want to quickly mention the Go Big, Be Kind t-shirt that Nina's wearing. I, like, uh, where can I find that shirt? Where can I, I find that shirt? I, I have to be upfront with with the Marys listening and with you. It's very hard for me, I think, moving forward to talk about Nina because I, I realize that I actually am very attracted to Nina out of drag. Like, that is a type of mine, is that kind of big girl. Like, uh-huh. I like that type of thickness yeah. and big lips. It's just like, I don't know, there's something very sexy about Nina out of drag. It's like, oof, okay, girl. Well, you know, when she came in, whoever was on her back, and she had, like, the shorts and the shirt on, and I was like, you know, you know how I love a camp counselor, and... <laughs> She was just she was hey, just buddy. giving me yeah she was giving me buddy realness and I was like piggyback ride down to the lake absolutely and I never even went to summer camp so this isn't like rooted in some like experience when I was fourteen like this is just uh this is just a yeah a fantasy uh, but no I I think that Nina Nina was was for not being the star of this episode she was lovely this episode she had some great moments oh there's so many a, a huge facial journey for uh, Nina this episode absolutely um I want to talk about the fuck Mary kill moment I don't really care you know what they said but I thought either we could play fuck Mary kill briefly or yeah. we could discuss maybe some options to fuck Mary kill because mm-hmm. I had some other other games gays could play in a group. Uh, for instance, rim suck fist. <laughs> oh man, you know I we could get only uh, Mary on that topic. I got some thoughts on those three categories. I, we, we could also do top bottom watch. <laughs> mm. Wait, can we do top bottom flip? <laughs> <laughs> of course, Mary. Phew. We could do we, and you know what? If you want to keep the violence in there, you could do top bottom kill. I understand. <laughs> But you know, I don't know. There's Maybe top bottom ghost. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, there you go, Mary. Top so bottom to ghost. Them. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> ditto. What's ditto? <laughs> um, sorry, ghost. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's my ghost. <laughs> Four million dollars. Um, <laughs> so, uh, t- t- top bottom kill. Uh, top bottom ghost. Um, I don't know. Do you want to play it with this season, or do you just want to come up with variations to fuck Mary Kill? Oh, let, I, I I like all these things. Let's do with. Let's start with this season. Um, fuck Mary Kill. Let's let's start with the with the the original recipe. Oh, you do want to do fuck Mary Kill? I don't well, really want to kill any of them. Well, then fuck Mary Ghost. Okay, fuck Mary Ghost. I like fuck Mary Ghost. Yeah. Uh, Mary, <laughs> fuck Mary <laughs> Ghost. <laughs> Who are you gonna marry out with? Who are you gonna fuck? Uh, and who are you gonna ghost on? I think I would. I think I would fuck Nina West. I think that's clear. Mm-hmm. I that's would. Pretty clear. I would marry. Oh man, this is hard. It's either Evie, Sugar, or Honey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I would ghost. Does that mean that I had sex with them and then I didn't talk to them anymore? That means you just want them out of your life, whether you showed up and you're like, ah, uh-uh, or you showed up and you were like, ah, uh-uh, ah, and then you left. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's hard. I guess it would be, oh, I don't know. 
um, maybe Thank- Kahana because I have low self-esteem, you know, and I would like not want to continue it. Right. Um, I don't know. Maybe Scarlet because I was like, actually, you were mean to me after, you know, or, right. or, or, or Ariel Versace. <laughs> yeah, there's that like there's that sex that you have where it's just like sometimes, you know, like I love like in states in times of grief. It's like, OK, we're going to go have some like one off sex. I don't know if I'm going to I don't necessarily want to see you again. I'm not necessarily doing this because I'm attracted to you. I just this is what grief does. And uh, that's a reason to kind of ghost. And that, you know, whatever. I don't, I'm, I'm respectful in the moment. This is so mean. Ghosting is so mean. Um, you shouldn't ghost. You shouldn't ghost. But, uh, and I think that goes without saying, but like, it's a phenomenon in the gay community. There's ghosting, there's orbiting, there's yeah. lots of terrible things. Well, and you um, know what? Like, we're talking about fuck, marry, kill. We're like, okay, well, we're not going to murder them. We're just going to, exactly. we're just going to not respond to their, we're going to leave them on read. Okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if we could look at it all in a relative scale. You who, know? Would you, who would you, uh, who would you, uh, fuck? Okay. Ghost. I mean, especially in this workroom. I mean, Kahana giving me that early 2000s realness with like the trucker hat. <laughs> I, I was just like, oh my God, are you, I just, I want to meet you like, you know, modeling outside of a Hollister in like a mall in, in New Jersey. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and, you know, I want you to like fuck me in the family bathroom behind the Cinnabon, you know? Uh, <laughs> so oh, probably. God. Probably Kahana. Um, I would marry Sugar in a hot second. Sure, you love Sugar. I love Sugar. Would be my teammate. Uh, I. Lo- <laughs> you better stay with that shit, y'all. Eat a girl. Uh, <laughs> um, and then who would I like? You know, who would I? Okay, who would I ghost on? I don't need to. Yeah, if you're offended, keep listening. Um, who would I ghost on? I would probably. Let me think about this. Oh, you know what? Probably Ariel Versace because I just wanted to see the butthole. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. actually, yeah, right. I hear you. I hear yeah, you. because for our, our Marys who don't, who, who are not um, or only Marys, Matreons, we talked about this in our hot take that like Ariel Versace, like, you know, she's got a beautiful <laughs> asshole. You and I both know it is. Uh pristine it's gorgeous yeah, it's gorgina <laughs> oh you're not modest at all yeah <laughs> uh well anyway thanks for playing the game with me mary uh yeah. mary's out there if you want you can email us at all right mary podcast at gmail.com and play along with us uh yeah. some if you want to do top bottom ghost that's always fun yeah top bottom watch uh you know Fuck Mary Ghost. Uh, we'd love we'd love all of that. Um, so yeah, here's, and if you're um, not like a sexual person, here, maybe you can like play board games, watch TV, go for a hike. Yeah, right, right. Okay, go yeah. for a hike. Go get a hike. Uh, um, yeah, that's not a phrase. Um, <laughs> that's um, not the phrase. So so RuPaul uh, introduces the, the the mini challenge, which is the photobomb uh, challenge. We've seen this before. Um, she says, and here's a chicken wing for the, the honey mustard sauce. Mm-hmm. She says, to be the next drag superstar, you need to be able to steal focus. So be extra and photobomb in this challenge, right? Yeah. All of, I mean, steal focused and be extra. It's like, okay, were you not just watching Silky the last episode? Right, right. Theuki. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, it's funny, you know, for people who are watching Drag Race Thailand right now, and obviously we'll talk about this when we recap that episode, but we just saw an episode where they had a photo shoot where it was like a couple's photo shoot, and the whole thing was about not stealing focus, was about right. making sure that you and 
you know, your companion and the photo both look good. And if not, then like the photo has failed. And I feel like it's, I thought that was so interesting kind of in comparison to this, where like the message is constantly about standing out. It's mm. constantly about like stealing focus yeah, and being extra, being yeah. extra. And I can't even think of a situation and I'm sure I'm not remembering something where someone was being extra and like Rue was like, you're, you're hogging too the much. camera. Yeah. Right. Your team too much right now, you know? Right. Oh, RuPaul and any producer would never do that. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. The contestants might like, I think of like Mimi, I'm first in season three in the <clears throat> Queens in space challenge where she was like, you know, chewing the scenery and the other right. queens were getting tired of it, but then, like, no one was telling her to, like, ease back, you know? And even uh, Tyra Sanchez, with the singing in the workroom, they filmed a whole shot of her singing in the workroom alone yep. to add insult to injury, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, they, they want this. They want it, this every single season. The Vixen was lightning in a bottle for them. Yeah. And in some Eureka, ways... lightning in a bottle. Like, they, they love all of that. Yeah, you look at someone like Silky and you think in some ways it's like you know, well, she is going for her PhD. Like she's, she's brilliant. Like she's come in and doing not necessarily what like everyone else is going to love, but doing what RuPaul's going to love. Oh, sure. And, and that's, you know, yeah, and that's, that's the way to win the competition. Yeah. I mean, the first two episodes, she has been the subject, you know, of almost every conversation. Oh God. Even when, I, and I think you said this before we started recording, but even about Raja and Evie's fight, even that fight is about Silky. It's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. it's incredible. Um, so let's talk about the, these photo bombs. Um, maybe just pick your favorite ones. Yeah. Um, the only thing I want to say before the photo bomb, and I just want to mention this, and we'll probably see this in future episodes. But uh, Silky, all like as we're talking about her, she very much reminds me of the grandmother from Family Matters. Uh, <laughs> there, you know what I mean. Like I feel like she's giving me that a lot, and so. <laughs> Like I just, her name is Estelle or something. Yeah, exactly. Estelle. And she's got those little, you know, little shoes on. Um, but when, <laughs> especially like in when they're all kind of chit chatting before the mini challenge, before this photo bomb challenge, she was just like, she just had this like sly look on her face and those baby glasses. Um, she was, well, she was holding court. Like she was the center of that fuck, Mary kill also. Oh right? yeah. It was all like, oh, I would kill Silky. Oh, I'd kill Silky. Right. And yeah. she's like, I'm about to start some shit. And I, I did like when Raj was like, here we go. What is it now? <laughs> it's like you guys have been here for like a week most at most. You Ooh, know, they must be so annoyed because right. they don't know how to one up her. They just no. don't think some of them don't know how to do it. So. They just have to be the audience, um, yeah. which I yeah. guess leads us to the, the photo challenge. I mean, we saw Silky's ganache, you know, in full <laughs> nutmeggy glory, you know. I love how she says sometimes Silky brings the hoe out in me. I'm like. Is it really just Silky? You right. Know, it's interesting that she's able to kind of separate. I uh, The nuance of RuPaul saying, oh, you're not modest at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like, that's all the shit that Ru loves. Like, I just. <laughs> you're she's, not say so at all. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, she, that was. And I have to say, like, it is something. To, there's something to be said for seeing uh, someone of her size naked on TV. And it's not. The Biggest Loser, it's not My 600 Pound Life, oh, sure, it's not sure. some kind of bariatric surgery documentary, it's just like her being big and thooky and... Well, uh, and not for nothing, but in front of RuPaul Charles. Like, yeah. That's, that's, I don't know. That, yeah. I'm just like, I, I could never, 
I could yeah. never. Yeah. It, remi- <clears throat> it reminds me of in season three, they did a photo shoot challenge where they had to be naked and they just had like like a piece of chiffon or something and Delta oh, work. right. Yes, was, Delta work had that moment. And it was yeah. so beautiful because she like did the damn thing. But yeah. uh, Delta work. She's on the, she was on the pit stop this week and okay. I could listen to Delta work all day. You know, she is such <laughs> an adult in the room. Work. Yeah. Delta she work. Um, a little nuance I loved was during Ariel Versace's uh, Celine photo bomb. RuPaul asks, "What's your favorite Celine Dion song?" And she says, "Oh, good old Titanic. My heart will go on." And RuPaul, how boring. Yeah, what privilege. <laughs> how boring. Uh, really, really funny. Um, I think the other one that I loved was Mercedes. Checking if Kellyanne Conway is wearing panties. Oh, yeah. And then she laid on the floor and took her wig off. I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. that's what I would do next. <laughs> I also liked Sugar. I think the final shot they had of Sugar spitting image of Katya laughing. Like, if you look oh. at it, she's giving okay. Katya realness. Like, <clears throat> I'm thinking Brooklyn Heights was Katya drag. Katya was giving me, I mean, Brooklyn was giving me Suzanne Summers, you know, certainly Katya, but there's the shot of Sugar with that hair. Um, it's like unmistakably Katya. Okay. Um, I had another lookalike, Vanjie, photobombing Kim K and Madonna. Oh, she yeah. looked like the Annabelle doll. Oh, from like those the, <laughs> those, those movies? Yes. Oh, my God. That, I'm expecting that to be a meme, like that face. <laughs> it didn't look like her at all. No. Oh, it was crazy. Uh, but yeah, the photobomb challenge, it was funny. Um, I love when they're just all very silly. And yeah. RuPaul is a part of the mini challenge. There's mm-hmm. always something very positive about that. So far, RuPaul has been a big part of both of these episodes, which I think is really good. I hope it continues. I mean, I, I think it's um, if that's a change they've made deliberately this season to have RuPaul more involved with the girls, I think it's I think it's great. You know, and yeah. even if it is like production, it's producing a better show. Right. Right. Um they so obviously Brooklyn Heights and Silky win the photobomb challenge. I think obviously it's very subjective in a way. So it makes sense that Brooklyn, uh, the winner of last week, and then Silky, who is you know as, as far as we know, lightning in a bottle, that right. they're leading leading these challenges. Yeah, of course they know they know who's giving them the most screen time right now. You know the most like who's earning the most screen time, I should say, right now. Like, they know that they've got something with Silky and that no, so long as she's a central part of the conversation, and she always is, they're at least going to have, you know, exciting content. Right. And, and I right. think, <clears throat> to be honest, I know, like, last week I was saying how, kind of questioning, like, Silky's giving us a lot of TV, but is it good TV? It does feel like, based on either what they're showing us this week or Silky just kind of easing up, I'm into it a little bit more this week. Like, I'm not as annoyed by it. I think I'm just more aware that, especially after hearing what RuPaul is saying, that, yeah, this is exactly what they want, and they're showing us exactly what they want. So mm-hmm. th- so they're they're giving us all of Silky being extra. Anyway, I mean, you can certainly be annoyed by it. I totally get all of that uh, because, yeah, it's obnoxious when somebody is just, like, sucking all the air in the room. But what my biggest point is hate Silky or like Silky, the show is telling you this is the drama. This is what we're talking about. Yep. This is what we're setting up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like this is all this is all deliberate. Like you're not catching the show off guard. Like it knows what it's telling you. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so they have to pick teams. Obviously, this is like a trope in drag race to do the schoolyard pick. 
I I went off last season for a while. If you want, you can go watch it, but or go listen to it about the problematic nature for introverts about either choosing their own teams or about this abusive like we're gonna pick, mm-hmm. we're gonna have everybody pick. So anyway, it also gives the audience a little feel of like where things are in the room. Yeah, it um, gives you a sense of who's popular and more so who's not popular. Yeah, and I have to say. Uh, we had a listener, uh, thank you so much for writing in, um, right away, who was just like, I think it's a little weird that Brooklyn picked Nina West first on a, a Black Panther challenge. I'm like, girl, if you're in the room with Nina West, you pick her first. Well, yeah, and like, you know, facts are facts. It's like they, the, this is kind of like Sex and the Kitty Girls, where they had this like super white script and all these black girls. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, well, we're just gonna, we're just gonna be, you know, be queens about this we're gonna be drag queens about it it's the same thing here it's like you know i think i get silky's approach of like okay well we're doing this thing that's supposed to be obviously like mostly black characters so i'm gonna make pick mostly black queens uh or queens of color uh and i feel like it, it kind of on the flip side of that it's like but like ultimately i don't know like there's going to be some Derek Barry in an afro. You know what I mean? Like, there's like I don't know why you're going to make that de- determination of, like, let me pick all the black girls first, then whoever's left I'll pick, you know, to fill in the gaps. It's like, no, you're going to pick the best actor, and yeah. then they're just going to fill the role. Like, it's not expected that, like, well, it didn't really work because Nina's white. Like, that's not really obviously a factor, you know? Sure, sure. It's not and, supposed you know, to be. She, yeah, and she picked four queens of color after. But anyway, uh, we get Ariel being picked second to last and Scarlett being picked last. And we get that great quote that she's pressed like a panini bitch. Oh which I yeah. Loved. Yeah. Vanjie, you got to give it to her. You got to give it to Vanjie. She's great at those talking heads. Vanjie. I mean, in some ways, <clears throat> like I, even especially in the challenge and like so many different moments where Vanjie is acting like the drag race, like expert. And it's like, bitch, mm. you were on, one episode of season 10 and but like she's always got this like oh like at the end after they finish filming and and michelle kind of says okay well you know had some good things and vanjie's like okay well that means it could be either bad or good and it's like (laughs) and she as if like you know listen from my time what i can tell you is from what i've seen like what i know from when i was did this before is this is either bad or good it's like i love vanjie to death and i love that she is that character who like it does know a little bit more or acts that way but ultimately it's like you officially have no more advantage over these queens you know right right no oh absolutely not absolutely not um the one other kind of nuance that i want to talk about that makes me cringe i don't like the one-liners as the kids are walking to their teams oh I, like, I, yeah i don't like those at all mm-hmm. I, I i hate them i think they're all very I, it, it could even be that they filmed them once or twice. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, I hated Evie's uh, Oakley Doakley. I, you know, all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one that I liked was Kahana saying, Silky, 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 Silky. Oh, yeah, that was cute. I mean, it all feels like you can feel them all, like, waiting to say it. Like, they've yes. all figured it yes. out. That's it's what a, I don't like. It's a little yeah. bitches I'm back, you know? Right. right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For you can sure. feel them waiting to say something that's supposed to sound spontaneous. Yeah. Yeah. And a big shout out to Honey... And Mercedes, because they did not have one. So. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you. <clears throat> thank you. Um, so, moving on, what do you want to talk about next? Yeah, I mean, I have this, it's not real. I have a criminim this episode, but I won't bring it up yet. What I thought was a criminim, but I only saw it twice, was Silky saying, they have talked about me like a dog. 
I just like, I feel like I saw that so many times. They have talked about me like a dog. <laughs> yeah, but, they showed that a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah, but there is absolutely a visual crimenim, uh this episode. And we'll oh, talk about okay. it when we get there. I'm not All happy right. about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't even know what it is. Yeah. I can't, I can't think about it. Um, so, okay. So we get to them kind of in their teams planning. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this whole thing going down about uh, 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 Plastique Tiara talking in a Vietnamese accent. I, it's just kind of like, girl, she's making fun of her own accent. I mean, I don't know what you, I don't know what you want from me, Miss Merle. It's like she's yeah. doing her thing. She's I don't making it pop. I don't know what you want from me, Miss Merle. I'm a Vietnamese girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I'm allowed. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I just this has been, and even if you are still offended and you want to be a white person that's offended by this, like do your thing, honey. Yeah. Uh, but this has been a trope for all of Drag Race seasons, right? It's like RuPaul keeps saying, "Oh yeah, lean into." Mm-hmm. The stereotypes. Stereotypes are funny. Stereotypes are how people are connecting with you. I mean, you have the whole thing with uh, 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 Bianca. Well, it'll be funnier. You know, all of that. Yeah. Well, and, um, and Drag Race has been showing examples of this since like season one. Like I think of like Angina when they did the newscasters challenge, and she said, "I'm Connie Chung." Like she do- like it's. I, I you know I was thinking about this and like that whole idea of of poking fun at your culture's own stereotypes. You know, like Manila went in season three, like when she did Imelda Marcos or she did the the Asian news reporter, obviously Asian, but she was playing it up. Um, right. I mean, you had Kim Chi doing Kimmy Jong-ung. It's just yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like fans at this point, and sorry if this is touching a nerve. This is my opinion. This is also our podcast. Hmm. Uh, so please don't come for me. It's my opinion. Um, but like, I just feel like people are looking for things to be angry about. And I feel like, imagine if we just look for things to be happy about, because a lot of things suck right now. So just try, just try it. I know that it's important to quote unquote, stay woke, which is also an appropriated term, but like, whatever, it's important to stay aware of, you know, the small microaggressions that things are, but like, this is, I don't know if this is one to focus this on. Is this is Plastique's moment. She was funny. She did really, really well. It wasn't just her accent that was funny. It was the energy that she was bringing to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I don't think anything about this was offensive. I thought it was funny. I thought it's funny because she did it. I think if if a white queen did it, yeah, it would be like, ugh, make a better choice. But I, I think about how gay people can make fun of gay stereotypes. You know what I mean? Like even little things like, you know, the the stereotypes of like gay men being named like Trevor and Chad and, you know, like having Brian with a Y, Brian with a Y and having track lighting and, you know, like, yeah, yeah, like all those. It's like, but I don't, we, God, like we have to have a sense of humor about ourselves. There's so much that's like not funny about the world. And it's like, right. I think, you know what, if you don't think it's funny, then don't laugh. You know what I mean? I totally get that. I totally get that. But I just, I thought Plastique was great. And I feel like, I, I I like I like that we can be in a time as much as possible, even in like micro moments where we can be aware and sensitive about like differences, but we can also laugh about ourselves and we can yeah. and we can take the piss out of these stereotypes and like reclaim them. You know, it's like it, it's not like Plastique is doing some like revolutionary um you know, move for the Asian American culture at large, all cultures within Asian American. Um she's just like 
not choosing to be offended by something and also like play up the laughs. And she was, and she stole the scene because of it. Like, is that, I just, uh, that, there's, you wouldn't be offended about something. There's so many other things. There's so many other things. <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah, I hear you, Mary. I think we can move on. Maybe if there's a nuance episode, we could maybe get into it a little bit more. Obviously, I, I also think at this point, like we're both two cis white men. It's like, I, I, I also don't really have the place to like be mad about it. You know, I'm going to listen and do my best to like hear what other people are saying. So if you are, you know, Vietnamese and you have thoughts, please let us know. Cause that's, you know, I'm yeah. here for it. Yeah. I feel like I had to be told to, you know, respond to it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, it just, it feels like a non-event. Um, there are so um, many other things. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Um, we had the Da Vinci code meme with Vanji. Uh, oh, which brought yeah. us to, to uh, a a contender for the nuance clip uh, during the theme song was Scarlett saying "method, honey, method." Oh uh, yeah, yeah, because she love that. Because Vanjie's like, well, that's good because I really am confused. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah. you're not really supposed to know what it is anyway, so it kind of makes sense for you not to know. Method, honey, method. Method, honey. Like, okay, bitch. <laughs> um, I speaking of of things you know nominated at the very least that does bring us as um, Rue comes to visit the girls on this team oh. for the first time that does bring us to the first best supporting actress nomination. Um, okay. Now we talked about this a bit before, <clears throat> where Rue was you know she's asking them about Silky and you know their Ariel's going off about how she's a big personality and we we all saw the episode we know what happens so. Uh, RuPaul asks them, as you said before, like, what are you trying to match them, match her? And they're like, oh, no, we're trying to like, give everyone their time. And RuPaul says, well, you might want to try to. And then she goes, you might want to think about it. You might want to think about it. And then she goes, you know, you know, you know, you know, know. You know. I love that. I love that. Oh, I so love that's it. our first yeah. nomination you know. for Best Supporting Actress is RuPaul's, you know, you know. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I will. I will say this. There is truth to what Ariel says. I just think there's a, a difference between having a big personality and being obnoxious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, sure. There is a difference between having a big personality and being obnoxious. I also think that Ariel is less likely to point out that difference. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Ariel is the one is, is the one to educate us here. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't. I think that Ariel. I think that she was able to kind of own up to it later because she wasn't really being shady. I think that she was, she was saying something that that I think is a valid concern of like Silky is like a one woman show, and so I'm oh. curious to see how she's going to collaborate. You know, there's a redemption here with Ariel that I felt during that moment but mm-hmm. when she was like, "Oh yeah, this is what I said, and this is why I said it." I was like, "Girl, work, okay, yeah, fine. Yeah. I'm here for that. Like, I'm here for that." It, she wasn't like upset. She was like, "Yeah, I mean, you've been you've been you know larger than life, and I thought it would be. I was interested to see how that would play out in a leadership role. Yeah, because that's valid. It it her concern, quote unquote, was very valid. Now, was she? I mean, she was saying, you know, it was a lot more heated when she was telling RuPaul. It was. It and I I guess part of me is like, well, you're on TV, girl. Like, dial it up. You know, like I yeah. can't." Like I, I can't, I can't judge Ariel for dialing it up and then not ju- and and not judge Silky for that. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. I'm like, oh yeah, Ariel, you're gonna be the villain. Great, 
Go for you know, it. It's like, yeah. okay, she even said it. She's like, oh, Brooklyn and Plastique are wimps? Okay, great. Here I am. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, there's something to be said for like, you know, Gia Gunn, you know, when we, we use villain in, in bunny ears and air quotes, but like right. playing the villain character that owns up to their to their actions. Like, I don't want to see a villain who lies. You know, like I think about Raven lying about like Tatiana, you know, saying oh, sure. like talking shit about her behind her back. It's like, well, that – I'm not really impressed by you if you have to lie, but if you can own up to it and say, yeah, what I said is what I said. It's like, well, it's kind of like what Bob the Drag Queen says about, he says, you know, in terms of like saying things that are offensive, you know, kind of tossing back to the whole, you know, plastique thing. And Bob's point of view is like, I'm not going to tell you what you can and can't say. You can say whatever the fuck you want. You just need to be prepared for what kind of response you're going to get. And I'm not going to... People are going to be offended. Yeah. And if you're prepared for that, like, hey, who am I to stop you from saying it? And I think that's... Right. And who am I to stop you from uh, from saying you can't be offended? Like, because if those are are your feelings, like, okay, those are your feelings, but Mm -hmm. I could choose to care or I could choose not to care. Yeah. I can apologize or I can not apologize. Right. And not to tangent too far, but did you listen to... most recent yes. what's the tea i yes. i gotta tell you i gotta tell you i i i highly recommend it mary's but ruin michelle Wait, you're talking about what's the tea you're talking about what's the tea not uh, uh sibling rivalry right? not sibling rivalry i'm talking about what's the tea okay because sibling rivalry was fabulous too they talked about canceled culture yeah it was, oh it was, it was i didn't really really uh, an interesting perspective but anyway i think i started listening to the episode before that so i haven't gotten to that one um oh, okay but the what's the tea episode the most recent one that they eventually had bobby moynihan you know a bunch of guests mm-hmm. on um they talked about yeah like the the fandom and some of like the top toxic subculture and people being really offended and and wanting to be angry about things and wanting to be yeah, offended they want to be angry yeah and rupaul having this feeling that like something something's got to give here at some point like this oh and this, I and Colin, I don't think this was. Sorry to, to correct you. I think this was the week before Bobby Moynihan. Maybe I don't remember which one. I, I think li- it was the one with Alec. I think I think that's the one. Maybe yeah. Uh, it's it's what they talk about at the at the top of the show. So yep, it's one at or the, the top other. of the show. They're talking about the fandom uh, searching for things to be upset about. Yeah, yeah, and it was such a breath of fresh air. You know. I, what's the tea it's like there have been times where i don't really listen that that kind of avidly and then i think lately the last few episodes i've like really enjoyed the conversation and Mm -hmm. this i really i appreciated it it felt i needed to hear this perspective because i feel the same way i think that Mm -hmm. like as much as i want to be open-minded and sensitive and hear people and like have room for conversation especially you know is this like cis white guy like i you know I don't want to. I don't want to pull that card of like, oh, I don't want to hear about this anymore. Because like, what privilege, right? right? But I, I think there are extremes, and I think that's what RuPaul is addressing, and I agree with him. And um, that's what I'm going to say on the matter is everything RuPaul said in that episode. I agree with 110. percent And um, I feel like we're in a time right now that is going to, that is. The foundation of a more of a, of another time. I don't think the way that we are reacting right now is is sustainable or ma- maintainable. But I think it's a matter of the opposite of being silent is as, is being as loud as possible about something. But you're right. going to go hoarse and lose your voice eventually if you keep this volume. So in some well, way, this has to become sustainable. Well, and what what the point that she made that I thought was so clear to me was that there are so many people that are outraged online and it's all about them. It actually, at the end of the day, it's hear me, hear me. No, 
no, it's about me. It's about me. It's I'm angry. Oh, no, I'm upset. This is about yeah. me. This is about me. And it always goes back to the ego instead of actually doing work that's important, instead of doing activism that isn't slacktivism. It's like, look, if you're going to attack a queen because she said something offensive, fine, that's your prerogative. What else are you doing? Like, what else are you doing yeah. for marginalized and oppressed communities, right? Like, what exactly are you doing? You know what I mean? I think what they're doing is they're retweeting tweets that people feel really strongly about and writing in the comment, this, in all caps, period. Oh, sure. oh there's nothing, there's so few things I can bear online <laughs> the, in, it, to, the, to, the, to the extent that I cannot bear this. <laughs> this. Um, it's just like, this. This this is important. I'm not going to do any research on it. I'm not going to give you any more information. I'm not going to establish my own opinions on it. I just want you to know that this is really important. And this is about me well, telling you that this is important. Right. You know it's, what I mean? That's that's what it is. Because the thing might be important. The might the thing might be fucking and, amazing. It also could be trash. But the point is I'm sharing it. Exactly. Oh, this is, I am aligning with this. This is about me. This is about me. All of social media, whether you're on Instagrams, whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on Twitter, when you say something out, it is about you. It is about you. Usually. Of course. Oh, I'd say yeah. Ninety-nine percent of the time, it is about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I and mean, some, sometimes it's toxic. Sometimes it's perfectly healthy. You know, I think that there's a balance. But unfortunately, the younger you are, and I know this is ageist because it, it can also be, you know, thirty-five and up, right? But mm-hmm. the younger you are, it seems the more imbalanced it is. Yeah. Well, and I think like sometimes. Well, you know, I think that like that can, you know, the age thing can does come with like the older you are, you potentially have more time to like have perspective, right? And like you can kind of see more and you can see yourself in the world more. But obviously there's lots of older people that had zero perspective whatsoever. <laughs> so right. I That's say right. that as well, you know, um, it's just, yeah, I, I, I do agree that it is all about, you know, I think social media, you know, is all about me. It is all about, you know. It's what I'm expressing, and the key word there is I, not the what. You know, it's not the thing I'm expressing, it's that I'm expressing it. Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, We can... We can push this into many conversations. Oh, this is just a tangent. We can move on. Yeah, Yeah. this is just a tangent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little tangent. Um, But uh, RuPaul, obviously, being the shit stirrer that she is, uh, goes... And checks in with Silky about what the other girls were saying, which I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. here's executive producer RuPaul. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like loving And this. I love yeah. Silky. I, I, uh, yeah, totally. I love that Silky has the response that she does. She says, I'm sorry that I was given a big straw to suck. It's like, girl. Yeah. Oof, I mean, that's, you that's know, it's tea. it's funny. It makes me think of in comparison, like. RuPaul meeting with like Max and Pearl in the workroom and like that whole like well you don't have a big personality and like RuPaul was like trying to get a response out of Pearl and like Pearl just wasn't biting and in the same way he's trying to get a response out of Silky it's like how are you going to respond to this are you going to diminish are you going to apologize for for being a big personality are you going to explain yourself or are you just going to be like well you know sorry not sorry but that's how it is like and this is the response I think that RuPaul was hoping to get Oh yeah, something right. I I I feel like this is always happening. Um, mm-hmm. That le- le- the big girl on a season, you know, they are either their storyline is either they don't have confidence because they're big, right, 
or mm -hmm. like they're quiet because they don't feel like they fit in. Finally, we have a big girl, uh, probably the second time, because I think Eureka, well, Eureka also struggled. I, I think Silky is this big girl in a way that Latrice was in the sense of like, yep, I'm here. I'm large and in charge. I'm chunky and funky. Like, mm -hmm. here I am. Let's do it. The only difference between Latrice and Silky is that Silky is like not playing Miss Congeniality. You know, she doesn't yeah. care. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it really kind of goes to that whole thing that people have said about Latrice that um, there's been that criticism that Latrice kind of fulfills that like big mammy stereotype that, that makes white people feel sure. comfortable. And that's why so many people right. love her. And I think there was sort of similar criticism of Silky that she was kind of playing like playing into sort of like black stereotypes um, that like, again, make white people feel comfortable. And I think that like, I think in very like subtle ways she's defying them. And I think there's something to be said for playing with people's perceptions. And she says it in the scene. She's like, people have a perception of me right now. And she says it in this way like she knows. I know exactly right. what you think I am right now. And I want you to think that because here's the truth. And I like it's – Think that. Feel think that, that. Feel and that. Later, and later, yeah. dot, 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 right. when I think of the rest of the line. Do I think Silky is going to go past top five? I don't know. I don't think so – at this point, although I thought she did really well in the acting challenge, even so, even though we saw her stumble, um, I think she's she's doing fine. Do I love her runways? No, uh, this is the second week in a row where I don't love her mm -hmm. runway. But like, we'll see, we'll see yeah. if she can have like a Monet exchange journey where she like brings it to the runway, you know, after the first, you know, uh, lip sync that she's in the bottom or something, you know? Yeah. Well, I think kind of some of what we're seeing with Silky is from the runway to the whole thing with changing her makeup. The fact that they're showing us that, the fact that they're showing um, that she's you know, that she's going on for a PhD and RuPaul's calling her Doctor Silky. I mean, RuPaul like, loves Silky, not Meganosh. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is the opposite. What I'm saying is that like we're seeing. There's all of that, but what we're also seeing is like she doesn't stay focused in the challenges. She keeps laughing. Oh, right. Okay. We see we see a lot of examples right now of Silky not being focused. And so I yeah. kind of feel like, well, RuPaul loves Silky and is calling her Dr. Ganache and all that. And I hope it continues. I think at a certain point, like a lot of that is because RuPaul likes the character of Silky Ganache. But like if if she's not super focused in the challenges, if her runways aren't really clear, if she doesn't have yeah. like clear intentions for her looks, well then it's like, you know, that's only going to get you so far. The competition part is going to catch up with her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, obviously exactly. She's killing the reality portion, but eventually as we know, you have to also do the competition part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, Dr. Silky, not Megan, she's, she's a little shook, which I think is also put on, um, she knows it's her cue to get mad. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You can see it in her eyes. She's yeah. like calculating how she's going to respond to this. She's, you know, determining what her organizational leadership is going to be in this moment. And she's <laughs> with that masters. Um, <laughs> she made a call. She put that uh, leg out that had her ace bandage <laughs> sticking out for everyone to see. I see that bandage. <laughs> Uh, I saw that bandage for sure. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the rehearsal. Anything you want to talk about here that happened uh, with um, our directors, uh, fabulous directors, uh, Ross Matthews and Michelle Visage? Yeah, I mean, I do want to mention, and I, th I saw this on Reddit as well, that like Brooklyn is giving me Cameron's interceptor runway. Do you remember that? The sort of tribal <laughs> look 
She's giving me like such wow. right, right? Um Wow. Wow, now I see it. Now I see yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh I also and I guess I think maybe it happens. Oh yeah, we can talk about it here. Um the criminim of the episode. So I have a criminim and a BSA for this segment. Um the criminim, and for Marys who don't know what a criminim is, because this goes back to like season six, the criminim goes back to because of the rap challenge in season six. And there is a quick succession because of a commercial break and the preview at the beginning of the episode and then the final moment it happens of Ben de la Creme saying, criminim, you have to do it. I can't do it. <laughs> criminim is in the hizzy for shiz, boy. Thank you. <laughs> I can't do it. I won't. I refuse. And so... That has become the shorthand for like anything that is repeated because in like previews and commercials that you know, we see a number of times. It's like a or you just see a number of times and it becomes kind of annoying. So for me, yeah. the criminal is Ariel Versace. Does, she's been doing this since her entrance. She does this thing where she does like her head to the side, to the side to side, and she'll like put her fingers up and do like this. And she'll be like, and she'll like punctuate a sentence. And it's like she put her, she puts like two peace signs up for Marys who are listening and not seeing me. She'll put like two peace signs up and then like, like swivel her, not swivel, like, you know, shake, move her head from like left to right. A little walk like the Egyptian, you know? You're giving me a look like you don't know what I'm talking about. You haven't seen her do this? No, I do. I just don't know. I, I don't, I haven't noticed it on Drag Race. <gasps> Oh, okay. So now that I've said it, I'll give you a couple moments if you feel like you or Mary's want to go back and find this. She does it on her entrance. She probably does it in okay. her first runway. She definitely does it in her second runway, in this week's runway. She does it in the, in the scene towards the end. She does it where there's some head move. She, so I've seen her do it like four or five times now. And, you know, it kind of sometimes comes with that like really cheesy, like – she kind of sounds like whereas Nina West is like giving me like selling camp counselor charm. Ariel is like first year counselor who hasn't like um, hasn't harnessed her like projecting counselor voice. So she's like, all right, we're time to play our camp games. Like she's not selling it oh, the way I Nina see. can. You I know see. what I mean? She's not being she's not hosting okay. guts, you know. Not yet. Right. Oh, <laughs> she's not hosting guts. OK, that's she's great. not giving me Michael Malley yet. <laughs> She's Mora, no, whatever her okay. name was. Anyway, <laughs> <Mo>. sorry. <laughs> yeah, Mo. She's giving me Mo right. at best. All right. Yeah, that's that's your criminal. Um, I, I one of the my cringy moments was when Raja kept kind of fucking up in the Black Panther challenge, and Michelle says, "Raja, have fun. Don't get caught up in the lines. You look stressed." I was mm -hmm. like, okay, this is Michelle being nice. You know what I yes. mean? Yes, yeah. Well, you know, and I, I, I noticed that, and I like when Michelle does that because it is very compassionate, but I, I wonder if that just makes Raja get in her head more about being stressed because they can all see it. It's like when someone says, oh, my God, your face is so red right now, which let me just say, if, if, you, I, if you marry or someone who does that, I do not like that. <laughs> Good God, girl, get out. Yeah, I do not like people who, if your face turns red for some reason, need to point it out. Do you think I can't feel that my entire head is preheating like a fucking oven ready for a birthday cake? I Are you kidding me? You think I'm not ready to roast a whole bunch of root potatoes in my brain for how hot my head is getting? Fuck off and let me cool down in peace. <laughs> Sorry. That's... Uh, I just needed to talk about I that. I hear you, Mary. No, I hear you. It, it, when when you tell somebody, 
oh my god you're blushing they get redder so yes. it's like okay you don't have to point it out you know unless yeah. you want them to unless it's one of those like tickling right it's like oh I'm yeah gonna tickle you so that you you know it's like oh i'm gonna tickle you more you know it's like no no which i do not um, like that either I know you don't. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. either. I can't stand being tickled. I always say, if somebody starts tickling me, I'm like, I want you to know that you're giving me every liberty, and we're agreeing right now that I'm going to elbow you in the face or yeah. kick you in the crotch. Yeah. Like, I won't be able to help my limbs. Like, I can't help it. it. Just do not tickle me. Do not tickle me. Yeah, the uh, rhythm is going to get me. To, it's, yeah. Yeah, right, right. The tickling is going to get you. Um, yeah. I I want to talk about because we can talk about the challenge later, but just some moments from the rehearsal that are rehearsal only. Um, yeah. The 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 nuance from the opening theme song, which you didn't catch, and I'm I'm impressed that you didn't catch it. Um, I totally was silky in this moment. So, in our opening theme song, if you were a sleuth, you heard it's when Silky is getting into her chair right before the challenge starts. So she's she just kind of goes, because I do that when I'm like hoisting myself up. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those <laughs> yeah, I did not. That is, um, a, that is a deep nuance. It's a deep cut. Um, I also, a, a, a runner up was Ross. Um, after Michelle, he says like, oh, I want more laugh out of you, Evie. And Michelle goes, more? And he goes, yeah. I loved, yeah. I loved Ross in that yeah. I was like, yeah. 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 He does that on Straight yeah. Talk a lot. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Um, this, yeah. Th- this does lead us to our next Best Supporting Actress nominee. Um, okay. And that is, of course, the talking head from Nina West talking about Raja not doing well. And she says that way of like, Danger Will Robinson. You know, she does that kind of like, like that sort of apologetic. It's a Danger Will Robinson. You know, with the mouth. <laughs> It's so cute. It's such a cute, and it just, I love, like, if we don't make these references, we lose these references. We That's lose a reference. Them. Yeah, we lose. It's a reference, Mary's, yeah, reference, queen. Reference itself, yeah. Lost in space. Um, I, I, I think, uh, and our poll also reflects this on Twitter, but I believe that Evie definitely stole this episode uh, in mm-hmm. her acting challenge and in the workroom and in Untucked. It was all about Evie this episode. And she, the way she says, oh my God, dad, why are you wearing a wig? You're embarrassing me. Was, I can't even do it justice right now. Was so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Evie, Evie can have all of my money. She can have all yeah. of money. Yeah, she really, I think she, fa- she, and I will give this to Scarlett as well. They both found the the correct tone to play this script. They yeah. both found the right. satirical tone and it's like really impressive. Like there's, there's an ear for that, that like to sell this shit, like you can't, there's just like, I think a very specific tone that I don't think I could have found either. And so <clears throat> like, she just, Evie was very aware from like that. Every one of she, or she at least used every one of her words as biting satire. Like every single thing she said was meant to be, suggesting or hinting at something bigger, you know? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Evie, man, it was, it was uh, a masterclass in what to do in a challenge. Same with sugar. I mean, not sh- Oh, well sugar also, but same with Scarlet. I mean, they were, mm-hmm. they knew how to get this tone. They knew how to take a shitty script and it's like, okay, it doesn't matter what the script is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I think that, like, Ross points out later, he says about Scarlet, that, like, you know, that role of, like, the, the sort of damsel in distress, you know, the, the peril of playing the woman in peril is that, you know, you play it at, like, this one fevered pitch the whole time. And I think, like, the perfect example, not to bring her up again, but Cameron Michaels in Breastworld, you know, she kind of just played that, like, oh. like, oh, I don't know what's happening, like, the whole time. Right, right. And Scarlet pretty much was handed the same role and found all these nuances and all these ways of doing it uh, that, yeah, I mean, it was Big like, it mistake. didn't huge, Sorry. huge. And that, so I think that like, um, to your point that like, I wasn't even thinking about how good or weak the script was. I was just paying attention to like how well they were interpreting it. Yeah. I mean that for sure. I think it's worth having a couple of sentences or maybe a minute talking about the kind of, who murky area of having, uh, you know, a Black Panther parody and a Get Out parody, right? The fact that we're mm-hmm. parodying these movies. There is, I, I, Shea Coulee tweeted about it, which, and I think it's just worth mentioning that, like, there is a tone deafness to, at the end of Good God Girl Get Out, having Akira come in and tase them all. I was kind of like, Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that is you know a little. I, mean? <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that. You yeah, know? that's that's a tough one. Um, but yeah, at the I don't... same time, again, I'm looking for things to be joyful about. Like I can also see. Yes. Oh, this is fuck. This is problematic. This is these are conversations, right? And mm-hmm. okay we're going to talk about the parody here because that's what it also is. That's what the intention is. And I think we also have to remember intention. They're not intending for this to be tone deaf or, um, or problematic. They're intending it to be funny. They're trying to be joyful. They're trying to have a script that, you know, is different. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And I mean, and my sense is that that's probably more specific to the, the get out scripts because black Panther, it's like, I didn't, I didn't find anywhere where you could like, well, that's offensive unless you want to get on the whole plastique thing. Um, but sure. I think that, I mean, some of this, I think, speaks to, like, in general, I still feel like the scripts on season 11 of Emmy Award winning Drag Race could certainly be stronger. I also question, I'm not, I don't really watch much SNL, but I feel like so often Saturday Night Live is doing sketches that are parried, parodying current issues or are making jokes right. that are kind of putting their thumb in the wound a little. And that's the point. Yeah. And I think that like a right. show featuring drag queens that like, if we're not expecting that, then like, right. We, you know what I mean? Like we should be expecting that we should be able to expect that. Like that's, I don't know. That's an exciting part of drag is when, is when that it's like lady bunny, you don't know what she's going to say. And it's likely going to be, something really ridiculous really that you offensive. wouldn't hear yeah. anywhere else. And that's exciting because she's also in right. on it. She's doing it on purpose. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with this in general, with them covering of offensive things. I think it's all in how you do it, you know, like, right. Totally. And that's where I think, man, yeah. like the scripts could definitely be stronger. I, there, there are so, sure. I fully believe there are spec scripts out there from from aspiring, you know, sketch writers that are ten times better than what we're seeing on the show. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I think your point is really strong. Of like, okay, these are drag queens; they're supposed to be doing this. 
You know, yeah, it's like yeah, they're in on it. They are in on it. There is an intention there, mm-hmm. uh, but th- that's my perception. Um, a, a little nuance in this rehearsal that we only see in the rehearsal is when they're all laughing at the end of "Good God, Girl, Get Out," and Michelle goes, "Okay, stop laughing. You're dead. Good. Taser titties. Good." <laughs> right? Yeah. She's like, "I want to go home. I'm done with this." Yeah, that was great. Taser titties. Uh, taser titties. Taser titties. <laughs> It's a good drag name. Fix your mug, taser titties. Yeah, fix your hair, fix your mug, taser titties. Um, Within here somewhere in the rehearsals is also our next Best Supporting Actress nominee. Uh, We don't see a whole hell of a lot from Akira Davenport this episode. But, of course, you know, we haven't really talked much about the infamous Opalence moment. But I just loved her, you know, every time Mercedes is like, Opalence, you have everything. And she's like doing the impersonation of it. I think that is so fucking funny. I was like, BSA, yeah. done. You're such a good narrator. Um, I mean, we've, we've talked about the opulence thing already. But uh, if, if Mercedes just revved the engine a little bit, if she just gave it a little more horsepower, it would have been fine. Right. I did not need her to totally. pronounce it any differently. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so into her. Um, especially after that lip sync. Um, so we get back into the workroom. Uh, Silky confronts the other team. This is when we talked about our clip of the week, uh, rubbing you know gray paint on her face and uh, finger painting with your feet. All of that between Raja and Evie. Um, we get uh, social justice corner with Mercedes. Um, you know, talking about being on the no fly list. Uh, Evie's. Uh, you know, kind of a slogan of cute, casual society built in racism. All of it is super important to have on TV. These are conversations we need to hear. Uh, you know that you know, just just her saying, "I'm a drag queen. What do you think I'm gonna do?" You know, right. I, I also right. love that because my response was, "Well, maybe you're gonna throw a brick, bitch." You know, so it's like. It, it makes sense that they would mm-hmm. actually target a drag queen because, yeah, drag queens are supposed to shake things up. Um, right. They are a threat to mainstream culture, to the status quo, which I also love. But, uh, yeah, I, I this whole story was heartbreaking, um, uh, an important one to have. I'm glad that Mercedes had it. I was worried that after she had this moment, oh, they were just going to send her home. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it kind of seemed at that point, especially once we saw the challenge and the runway, it was like, okay, well, she's obviously in the bottom two. This may be a Monica Beverly Hills moment where she has to, like, you know, wake up and turn it out. And she did. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, I it, I think it it's... Uh, it, it continues, you know, in some ways, I guess this would be like a new kind of story on Drag Race because we have not gotten uh, the kind of like Muslim point of view on Drag Race. We've, In terms of like, we haven't had a queen be on the no-fly list because her name sounds like a quote-unquote terrorist name, which is, let's just... Let's right. just name. That's what we're talking about here. Right. Um, Barack and Hussein so like, Obama. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, like, I think, I think the fact that Drag Race is... Even if it becomes formulaic, I still think that they find room to tell stories that we're maybe not hearing enough of on TV or, like, can just be reminded that these stories still exist within queer stories. You know, like, I think that's... Sure, um, sure. It's yeah. universal. It's not just a queer story. It's, yeah, you know, it's super important. Mm-hmm. Super important. But I think there's something about, like, you know, it's one thing to hear about people on no-fly lists if they are, you know, it's some, it's some straight married guy somewhere, and it's terrible and whatnot, and... Um, but you don't, you don't, you identify with that as a human being, but there isn't that added identification 
of like, oh, you are just like me. And sometimes people need that of like, oh, not only mm. you're just a, are you just another American citizen being targeted? Oh, you're gay like me. Oh, you have those issues as well like me. And I think some people need that. They need to have that added layer of identification to really empathize. And so I think that's where stuff like this, even if it's a little shoehorned in, um, it's still, yeah, I think there's, it's still fine. You know, it's forgivable. Right. Oh, totally. Uh, I think, yeah, most social justice corners are forgivable because it's like, oh, good, you're creating more connection, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, be- between these queens, between people. Um, moving on to the runway, uh, we get some more uh, director puns from Ross Matthews. Yeah, I was like, girl, we did this weeks ago. Where were you? <laughs> yeah. And right. I think that Alfred was one Hitchcock? of them. I think that yeah. was ours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Martin Scorsese. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I loved uh, Bobby Moynihan's Fatty Lupone. I thought the better one was Better Midler. Yeah, that, that was, was great. great. That was a good, like, topper punchline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just another kind of chicken wing in the sauce. Uh, RuPaul says, you know, we want our queens to overact in this maxi challenge. Like they want them to overact. They want yeah. them to be bigger. That's what they want. Yeah. And I, I mean again, I think that goes back to the whole Mercedes thing. It's like it's just a matter of just don't make us have to draw more out of you. Make us have to like bring you sure. back in. They say that over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh should yeah. we talk about these looks? Yeah, let's pick some good ones. I, I will say just kind of overall, I like more conceptual looks. None of mm-hmm. these were really very conceptual. They were all kind of very literal. But it's a drag show, so I get it. And I'm kind of like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have one, two, three, four that I thought were great. Maybe five. Yeah, I had... Um, I don't think... I mean, I liked Vangie's, and I liked... Yeah, I mean, I can't I say... I Honey's. I thought Honey's was great when she said like, oh. Diana Ross as the Scarecrow uh, or as the Lion, right? I, I thought that was great in The Wiz. Yeah. Uh, I thought the huge hair was gorgeous. I loved, loved um, Evie's. Because, again, another Wiz reference, this was like the digital Lion, like the post-apocalyptic Lion. I was like... If there was a reboot of The Wiz, like, this is the line. Like, I love Yeah, this. it had a return to Oz quality, like, a little bit spooky. Um, yeah, I yeah. liked it. And, and I agree. Honey's, uh, yeah, her, uh, her, her lion, yes. Yeah, like, I, I think it was interesting to have <laughs> Nina followed by Honey because I, Nina, I love you, girl, but right. I don't know what was, you know, oh, you're lying. Man. You're lying, you're lying, you never looked so good, <laughs> you know? You never, you never looked so much not like a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what? It was okay. So there was it was a two D look. So again, I don't like two D looks. I don't like when they turn around. There's nothing there. Mm-hmm. So this was basically a black dress with like a stick on lion on the front. And I was like, no, no, girl, come on. Yeah, come on, Nina, come on, Nina. West. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on. Uh, take things a little due north. Uh, so, um, uh, oh, uh, what, what's what were your thoughts? <laughs> You're like sighing. Whoa, go ahead. Uh, what were your thoughts on Brooklyn Heights? I just get frustrated when I keep going and it's my own fault. I'm frustrated myself, Mary, so it's not you. All right, well, do your thing. Who did you ask about? Brooke? Uh, Brooklyn Heights. Oh, you know, it was fine. It was cool. 
It was cool to look at. Um, I don't know. I, it was not my favorite look. Yeah. Um, listeners of from drag of Drag Race Thailand listeners will recognize a similar effect on um, Natalia Pliakam, or maybe it was Biella did the, the same water effect. Remember in like the oh, top okay. four challenge? Uh, yeah. Though I. I guess I'm keeping an eye on Brooklyn Heights because I guess my my standard is pretty high for her now, and so um, I I didn't love this dress. Like I felt like I didn't get it, but I also felt like it wasn't like when I don't get one of Naomi Small's looks, it's probably really good, and I don't get it. I just <laughs> don't think it like it, it kept it, I, the note I took was like uh, bridesmaid cu- bridesmaids come blanket, you know, like when she's like she cracks a blanket in half, you know. I cracked oh, a blanket. Agreed. Yeah. She cracked a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> I cracked a blanket. Um, I, I, so the other look that I want to talk about is Silky's. I mean, I love the head up, but she, I think her talking head was better than the look. She said it's deep fried catfish with a side of potato salad, baked beans, and a tall class of sweet tea. And I was like, this is not, I'm not getting any of that. Like no, there was wings, the furry boots. I was like, okay, this is fine. There were just so many other better looks. Um, another look that I didn't get was Akira's. She had like the fish on top of the dress that were blue and purple that didn't really go with the aqua blue scales. Uh, yeah. So it was just kind of like, uh, all right, uh, here we go. Um, and again, Mercedes probably had the most basic look, which she got red for. I thought her hair and face were great, but and she was smiling, which was really cute. But she had that little bow. I was like, yeah, right, this kind of like it was just a little underwhelming. Um, yeah, it was like Mercedes uh, and Chevy Corsica. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. And Scarlet, I thought it was great that she had the uh, the bubbles. I thought the bubbles mm-hmm. was a great little effect. Yeah. Have you ever seen someone? I think referenced this on the subreddit, but there's there's this GIF. I think I feel like it's like a shot of like some. I, I interpret this as like a little girl coming home from like a princess birthday party, and she's got like all this like crappy makeup on her face, and she looks very tired and like very like worn <laughs> out from the party. And the GIF, she kind of just turns and looks at the camera, and she's just got this like dumb look on her face. Have you ever seen that? And that's what Scarlett's giving me. It's just this like drugged out eight year old who's just like on way too much birthday cake and you know whatever else you do uh, with those birthday know, parties. I don't know what you're talking about, but I look for, I look forward to seeing the gift. So. I know that our Marys, our Marys who knew about Jennifer the party pooper and who <laughs> even on Mary who knew my Joan Didion melting candle reference. One of these Marys is going to post uh, this on our Twitter and I'm going to feel really good about it. <laughs> um I just to mention Raja, I thought Raja looked great. Um, it, it was very much the unicorn or My Little Pony challenge. Do you mm-hmm. remember that challenge? The runway? Yes. yes. It was very much that. Uh, it was a gorgeous dress. It fit her beautifully. Uh, the other one that I think is worth noting, um, bes- I'm, oh, you mentioned Vanjie. I loved Vanjie's look. I loved Same. It. I thought it was great. I thought her face looked great. Uh, I th- you know, it was big and draggy. I was into mm-hmm. all of that. But the other one I want to talk about is Kana. I think she gets red for having glitter on her chest. Which looks like hair. Yeah. I, I think it's fine if a queen looks like she has hair on her chest. It's just, I don't think Kahana meant to do that on purpose. I think that's the whole thing is she didn't, there wasn't an intention to look that way. I mean, she, I think right. that, like, I think that she kind of looked like, 
I think that she kind of looked like a mom in like a mother daughter fashion show at like a beach club, you know, like it was just this kind of like, well, my daughter wanted <laughs> to like do this, like, you know, sweat, you know, resort wear fashion show. And so I'm doing this with her and it just, <laughs> she wasn't selling it. I think yeah, she wasn't selling it. She, the wig was all wrong. Yeah, even I noticed all of this. I, you know what? And I don't know if we've ever had this happen on the runway. Have we ever had an accidental reveal happen on the runway? Um, I don't. Because it was like, oof. I don't <laughs> think so. I can't think of the only time I can think of this happening is like when Courtney Act was on Celebrity Big Brother and her dress fell off. Um, but that's oh, pretty much it. Which yeah. might have been on purpose. Right? right, right. I Yeah, I can't think of another moment where this happened. It felt like a pretty bad omen. I thought, well, you better staple yeah, that no. shit to your ear, girl. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Um, I thought you had a great tuck, you know, there's that. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, I'd love to see it untucked. So, you know, that's all. <laughs> uh, okay, so the challenge. Anything you want to say about the challenge before we, you know, cut to other things? Um, I mean, I do want to just mention, because this is another Best Supporting Actress nomination, um, Nina West in general is great in oh, this challenge. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Like she exhale, is, baby, exhale. When she says yeah. exhale, baby, exhale. That was, was right yeah, with it. I was like, oh, I bet, I bet you were loving that. You were like, oh, yeah. I bet you loved You want to be telling Nina <laughs> to exhale, baby, exhale. Um, no, push I want while I'm pushing Nina in, to baby. tell me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, whatever works. Top, bottom, or flip, girl. Um, um, I, the lampshade on her head was very Jinx Monsoon. Did you I was going to say, uh-huh. Oh, so you really want to fight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but her Best Supporting Actress nomination is for... First, the way that when she when she says whitest um, and the whitest Black right. Panther, but I also love when she right. said, but uh, however, she has the delivery of the line of like Oprah was robbed, like that was so <laughs> funny. And I know that like that wasn't she that was just delivery, not her line. But best supporting actress nomination, Nina West. She's got two this season, two this episode, um, technically three. Yeah. Ugh, exhale, baby, exhale. That was exhale. oh god that. That to me would win her best supporting actress. Just I mean, overall, like the yeah. nuance of that, the nuance of that, and that it wasn't all um, on camera. Sh- yeah. Oh right. Oh totally, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, Sugar Kane, I think, actually was the best in this scene, uh, or in this uh, parody. Uh, I thought she was so comfortable. I thought she was like in the character. It was all very, very good. Mm-hmm. And I loved her at the end when she's like, "Why well, I got no lines in this scene. And she was reclaiming her lines. Right. I thought that was cute. Reclaiming her lines. Yeah, yeah. Honey uh, was lost to me uh, in the whole challenge. She was. I think that she did really well with that, like, second banana thing of, like, oh, we can't say Black Panther. Like, I think that little bit, right. she and she and Nina were really good together. I would like to see them do more stuff together, like like more acting challenges. Like they, I just had, like, I had the feeling that they could, they're both... They're both experienced. Like, I'd like to see them both like take on a dual acting challenge, um, yeah, or if they were like yeah, in yeah. the improv challenge next week, you know. Yeah, she um, was kind of saved by Ariel and Brooke not shining, and then also Nina and Plastique doing really, really well. So uh, I think that was kind of Honey's issue is that she was she was kind of stuck in the middle there. Yeah, and she really only had she didn't have any moments that were hers. Like everything was really just kind of like responsive. So right, she was right. safe. Um yeah, I mean it was I I think that the get out script maybe worked a little bit better because they could kind of play the satire thing more. Um 
But I think the Black Panther team yeah. was fine. I don't think it was bad. I think it was fine. Yeah, they were fine with the script they were given. Um, yeah. Good God, Girl, Get Out. I, I just want to talk about the nuance of Scarlet bouncing up and down in the car. I just mm-hmm. love how fabulous that was. Whenever, yeah. you know, a drag queen is bouncing, I'm like, girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bounce, Bounce them titties, girl. Um, did you give the other Best Supporting Actress to Derek Barry? I did not. I did take the note that that Derek Barry truly is Valerie season two um, in that he's like he's a he's not taking himself seriously anymore. It's great, at least in right. in this lens. Um, yeah. No, I would not say this was a best supporting actress moment. Maybe a kid's choice award. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, I loved I, I was I laughed out loud. Both times that I watched this, or the first two times that I watched it, I watched three times. Um, it was, yeah, it, I was surprised and shocked. I was like, keep bringing back queens for these challenges. Like, it, it yeah. surprised me. I just love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, um, Silky is also fabulous as a woman, right? Yeah, she she pulls it together in the final product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Uh, any other thoughts? No, I think... Uh, otherwise, I mean, I, yeah, I just, I think that Silky and, I mean, Scarlet and Evie were great. I think that they really just like, they nailed it. I think that Vanjie was, was bizarre, but I was into it. I I will say that like, she was bizarre and I'm into it, but like, she, she technically failed and there's only so many more times where she's going to be able to technically fail like this and have it still be charming enough for her to be safe, you know? I see what you mean. I see what you mean. I mean, I think I think Kahana and Mercedes were the ones that were the dimmest. They also had the smallest roles, mm-hmm. um, if you want to talk about that. Uh, but yeah, and Akira, Akira was an interesting addition to this uh, because she was the friend, you know, she played like the, the cop um, from the DMV or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. she, I don't think she's the best actress, but she yeah. did fine with with what she got right yeah i don't think she was the best actress i would have loved to see monique hart play that kind of role you know like monique uh-huh, hart could, t- could right. take that you know to town and back so i think that's kind of what yeah, it was asking the sassy for. dmv person yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i think that yeah. like i could have seen silky in that role you know i actually could have seen them right. switch easily because i think akiria could have played that like low-key mom role and i think that silky mm. would have really shined in the friend role but what are you gonna right. do right Oh, that's very true. That's very yeah. true. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Good call, Mary. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, they obviously they reveal the top Scarlet and Evie. I was so outraged that there were two winners. Oh, unbelievable. You know, after all of this, then to have two. Uh, Drag Race has jumped the shark when they're going to have two winners to something. And you know you what? Know? If they can have two winners, why didn't they have a double save? I'm outraged. Yeah. I don't understand why they couldn't save Soju last week if they're going to have two win this week. This is just bullshit. (laughs) Justice for Soju. Justice for the cyst. Um, Bring back my sister. Uh, Yeah, I... uh, They both won. I do want to mention we have one more... um, Because it seems like we're getting to the the lip sync. I have one more Best Supporting Actress nomination. And this is, of course, just Ross talking to Ariel Versace. And that, like, sweet, coy, demure way he goes... I love this look. No, he kind of like turns and puts his shoulder out. <laughs> I love this look. It just, I, he, Ross Matthews is like, he's like the Diane Weist of the Best Supporting Actress nominations. It's like, how could I not? How could I not nominate <laughs> Ross? He's Diane fucking Weist. 
Um, I hear you, Mary. Yes, he's he is he's great. He's really mm. great uh, addition to the Drag Race universe. Uh, uh, I love him. I think I love that Ross. He like he represents like the queers that don't sound or look like uh, Cheyenne Jackson. You know, like right, right, you know, totally, totally. Ugh. Gotta give it to Ross. You know, you gotta give Ugh, it to I love Ross. Ugh. Um, there was the moment of Mercedes. Uh, I think it was uh, which oh man, was it was it Michelle? Was it Sidel? Maybe it was Sidel. She says uh to Mercedes, she's like, you know, you're you're standing there with, you know, it doesn't look like you have confidence or like you're very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mercedes kind of goes into the whole uh, stroke story and then RuPaul kind of shoehorns in well don't let that saboteur block that blessing here your moment is now uh, it seemed a little shoehorned in um, yeah. it didn't seem as genuine you know what I mean yes absolutely it felt like they, it felt like oh this is where RuPaul gives this advice to a queen it didn't feel like a genuine it, it feels a bit like the Roxy moment or a lot of the other moments on the runway that happened like trying to kind of recreate them or kind of make sure that not maybe not recreate them i don't know if that's not fair mercedes but like to recognize like the impact of them and to make sure you have them every season i feel like it's sure. it's tough because like if we go back to like the the original example of this of angina revealing her hiv status and like how organic that was i kind of think like ever since it, very rarely have they had as organic of a of a main stage dramatic moment other than maybe Roxy Andrews, you know, I can't think of another one that was like as impactful. I'm probably forgetting something, but, uh, yeah. Uh, we're forgetting. I think there's maybe one more. Um, but yeah, the one with Roxy was a big moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it was also right before the, the wig reveal, right? Like that was was right before, it was after. It was uh, after the uh, lip sync. Sh- w- with my hair? It was after the lip sync was over. Oh, right. Yeah. Shante, yeah. you both stay. Right, right. Um, okay, so this lip sync, I could have sworn work bitch was done before. Am I wrong? Uh, no, I I know that Britney, I think, is now the most lip synced artist, even more than Paula. Um, so I okay. think maybe that's why it feels like... I, I agree. I mm. When it started, I was like... I feel like I've been here before, but there have just been so many. <laughs> uh, someone at some point has edited something of this song where where the chorus is always just Thorgy saying, a work bitch. And I don't know where that is, but every time I hear this song, all I he- ever hear is like the music leading up and then just, a work bitch, and then going back to the song. <laughs> and so, Marys, if you know where that is or you can edit that for me, if you can create that, I would be <laughs> indubitably pleased. Oh, oh, work, um, bitch. Oh, work, bitch. Oh, work, bitch. Um, Mercedes completely transformed when this song came on. And I was like, oh, work, bitch. Like, oh, work, th- bitch. She, she literally transformed right in front of us and did a wig reveal. Like, it was mm-hmm. so good. She did a back bend before, you know, we knew that Naomi did a back bend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, she basically. She did, the ba- she did the bend and then she like did it like one, two, three, and then drops to the floor. It was, yeah. it was so good. It was so good. Ugh, she act- so proud of her. 
she actually did um you know a move that both Gia and Naomi had done in the adrenaline lip sync. And she did because Gia did a very similar walk to the back and then like reveal and like Vogue forward thing like that kind of like beat right, drop right. Vogue forward reveal like Gia did the same thing. I'm not saying anyone's copying anyone. It's just like interesting that Mercedes did something that both queens in the same lip sync did. And then she did the infamous, yeah. you know, um, back hinge or whatever. Uh, so, yes, yeah, I mean, hinge. it was yeah, it was nice to see Mercedes break out. Um I I mean I feel like similar I just I I don't know I just feel like this is gonna be Monica Beverly Hills all over again where then there's gonna be an acting challenge the following week or like some kind of performance challenge and that's gonna be kind of the descent you know mm, okay I'm happy yeah, to be we'll wrong see what happens I'm happy to be wrong oh yeah no of course I'm not saying you're not but uh, yeah Mercedes for me she won it people are calling for a double save I mean Kahana did the 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 thing at the end. She almost did a cartwheel into Mercedes. You could kind of see her wig, her hair under the wig. Mm-hmm. There was some. It was a little rough. I I don't know. I didn't love Kahana, but mostly because I was just so entranced with Mercedes. Mm-hmm. So no shade to Kahana. It was just more about Mercedes. That's all. And maybe that's the edit. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, someone's got to win. Well, usually. Uh, but usually. usually. Uh, but yes, Kahana um, heads on back to Vegas, and Mercedes keeps her parking <laughs> spot for one more day. And uh, we, we, you know, I have to say, Jocelyn Fox gets like two little, you know, wink winks from RuPaul. Mm. Um, he does two womp womp jokes. I, I have to assume that Jocelyn Fox is back in RuPaul's orbit for a reason. Oh, Mary, there, yes. Agreed. Oh, completely mm-hmm. agreed. Yeah. That for there's a reason that he's remembering of all these queens, he's remembering Jocelyn Fox references. Studi's gonna Small say, "I got a whole right rack queen. of love for you, Mercedes." You know. Um. <laughs> uh, um so uh, we can maybe do want to do want to do Untucked and Nuance. Do you want to talk about Untucked? I'm ready to kind of end the episode here. Same. Yeah. I'm, I mean, all I have to do is just uh, award a Best Sporting Actress for the episode. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm so, ready to hear it, Mary. I'm ready. All hear right. It. So our nominees this week are, uh, to refresh everybody's memory, we have RuPaul's little, you know, you know, uh, which, of course, is great. We have Nina, both Nina's Danger Will Robinson and uh, her Oprah was robbed moments. Uh, and really just Nina in general in that challenge. We have Akira's Opelins, you have everything moment. That's and then not of course, Akira, Mary. That's Mercedes. No, no. It's Akira doing an impression of op- of Mercedes. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> May I have my receipts back that you tried to collect? <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, <laughs> and we, of course, have Ross's Diane Weiss moment of, I love this look. Um, and of course, <laughs> the winner is all signs are pointing west. Nina West <laughs> by, by a landslide. There was no way she uh, could win this episode. I could have called that. I could have called that. Yeah. Well, no, I called that. Yeah, you sure. know, sometimes you think it's going to be Glenn and then it's not. So you never know. Yo, you're right. There you go, Mary. I hear you. Um, well, with that, Mary's, if you have any thoughts on best supporting actress moments, 
or anything on this episode, you can reach out to us on Twitter at All Right Mary, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com, or you can reach out to us via email at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. And of course, I'm on Instagram at Johnny also. Uh, and you can get more of me on my podcast in the details, a celebration of nuance. Um, you're right over there, Mayor, uh, where I oh, will yeah. be, uh, hopefully this week, if I can get my shit together, having the next part of Cherishing Valerie coming out. Uh, and then, of course, you get more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker, and you can get more of both of us at patreon.com backslash allrightmary, where if you are a matron, uh, a matreon, then you already know that you are getting bonus episodes every week. You're getting some hot takes and videos if you're a nuance level Mary. And, mo- you know, specifically, you are getting our recaps of drag race thailand season two right now um which will not be available to for only marys or for uh free skate marys until the summer so uh i highly recommend getting in on it now because drag race thailand season two is real good uh it's yeah it's shaping up to be a very good season yeah um we have a last chance lip sync for you this week uh in kind of response to some accent discussions uh and how certain queens with accents on this show are treated uh but also because j-lo just got married hey so. yeah oh no uh, she's got engaged <laughs> to oh, alex engaged. rodriguez okay the so b- baseball player she I finally think. got she finally got the ring uh i am waiting to see a queen do a fucking fabulous lip sync of ella neo by j-lo uh, so bring it to the runway, Mary. Adios, Marys. Cuando estamos solos, te juro, no me falta nada. Te pongo un 13 de 10 cuando estamos en la cama. Nunca había sentido algo tan grande y me vuelve loca a tu lado salvaje. Tú me has dado tanto que he estado pensando. Ya lo tengo todo. Pero, ¿y el anillo pa' cuándo? Huele como me.